0: He's the legend. He's the Radio Hall of Famer. Rip and read noon, overnight weekends, my friend Curtis Lewa. How do you not like the Beatles? Let me tell
1: you how visceral it is. As you know, on the weekends, I do the best side of the other side of midnight, six straight hours to the break of dawn. What do you mean the best side?
0: You mean you're better than Frank Marano? Oh,
1: hell. Ten ten thousand times better. He's in (laughs) the Curtis Lewa radio talk show boot camp now because he's fallen from grace. But anyway... So Tony Orlando, without Dawn, comes on before me Saturday nights, two hours after Cousin Brucey. And he's really, oh, I'm hoping to get Paul McCartney. And so I come on right after him. I hate, I loathe, I despise Whoa. Paul McCartney Why? and the Beatles. Why? Tony Orlando had a meltdown. Let me tell you something. I don't know where Dawn went after that. He's on the phone with John Cacimatidis, who he's related to. He's a cousin. And he's screaming, "I want Curtis's head." He's like everyone else who wants me fired, suspended, retracted. I'm trying to get Paul McCartney on. I'm trying to. This is Tony Orlando without Don. And my attitude to him was, "I won't listen if you have Paul McCartney well, on." Well,
0: well, let me just say this: uh, I have been the one person who have gone against the tide. Not only do I not want you suspended or fired, I defend you. You know this all the time. Yes. And I put you on the show five days a week because, honestly, you're great. Uh, you beland, you, uh, in fact, I, I said to a friend of mine this week, who's a very powerful New York radio guy, I said, uh, this year New York should put three people in the Radio Hall of Fame, three. Craig Carton, Sid Rosenberg, and Curtis Lila. We should go in together. That's how great you are. But um, in this case, because you're bad-mouthing the Beatles, now I agree with everybody else. You should be fired.
1: No, no, ours was a family feud. (laughs) Let me take you back because you weren't even birthed, right? What were you, three years old? Minus three. You were pooping in your your dirty
0: water diapers at that time. (laughs) I was born in 67, and the uh, Beatles made that visit 60 years ago today. In 64, the year that Lou was born. Yes, all right. So now you walk
1: into the Salihua household. You were in the house in Canarsie. My sister, Alita, my older sister, she got seven years on me. She went to St. Brendan's in Sheepshead Bay. We had uh, what you called uh, the RCA TV, 13 inch, with the Victrola in the console, and she had the 45, the 7 inch. Uh, love me do, the first Beatles song. That's so good, and she's playing it over and over and over. And so I'd say equal time, equal time. But I'm uh, what? I'm 10 years old. And eventually, I was able to get equal time, and I played that song, I Can't Get No Satisfaction, by my favorite group, the Rolling Stones, because they were at war. It was like civil war between Beatles and Rolling Stones. And i got to set the record straight. If, in fact, I ever do get that award that you suggested, I will dedicate it, not to somebody in talk radio, but a guy who never got credit where credit is due. Let me guess. Ron Jeremy. No. Oh. Uh, (laughs) That's (laughs) freaky. By the way, from Forest Hills, right, Ron Jeremy. Is that true? Absolutely. And you know, this guy introduced Bob Dylan, Forest Hills, the tennis stadium, right? When they used to do concerts, and they booed Bob Dylan. They should not allow any concerts That's at the Forest funny. Hills. They booed that. They booed him. Booed Bob Dylan, oh, who was yes. shocked. You know, he was in a drug-induced psychosis. Uh, yes, yes. But you booed Bob Dylan? <laughs> you don't deserve concerts. Who was it? Murray the K. And the swinging soiree. Sure. He was the fifth Beatle. WABC declaims, uh, WA Beatles seat. They wanted nothing to do with the Beatles when they first came here. When they stayed at the Plaza Hotel Suite, who was broadcasting with the Beatles? Murray the K at WINS before they became all news. Seven to eleven at night. That's who I listened to. I've said it over and over here. I did not listen to WABC because it was only top forty. Murray the K. And the Swinging Soiree show was amazing. He would start with Sinatra, and then he'd go in, and he'd, he'd always give narratives and talk. Well, he sounds a lot like Cousin Bruce to me. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. These yeah. were great DJs, but he never got credit. In fact, he went on tour with them for He was in George Harrison's room in Miami broadcasting from there. Wow. And I didn't my, know any of this. My sister was such a Beatles fanatic. We would visit our Polish relatives in Chicago once a year, and my dad and mom would drive out. Oh, we've got to stop in Benton, Illinois. Why are we stopping in Benton, Illinois? That's when George Harrison first came in 1963, <laughs> when nobody knew him. His sister
0: lived there. Well, nobody
1: knew George Harrison at that
0: time. So you're telling me... And we'll move on to the other uh, next topic here momentarily, but there's not one Beatles song yesterday, Long and Winding Road, Hey Jude. There's not one Beatles song that you enjoy, not one. Yes. Yes, it's when John Lennon broke
1: away because of Yoko Ono, that group breaker, and then she started wailing, screaming, and yelling. <laughs> They should have used that at Gitmo. That could have broken Khalid Sheikh Mohammed. Sleep deprivation. What the hell would he ever allow Yoko Ono out on a stage screaming uh, like she was having natural birth? <laughs> there it is. There you go.
0: There's Yoko yeah, right there. there. And John, did it say? <laughs> oh, uh-huh. it's so great. Here, puff, puff, patch. It's so great. By the way, they uh, they at one point staged a bed in. Lennon
1: and Yoko? Yeah, I think it was in Amsterdam at the airport. And I think
0: you're right. Then
1: they didn't change
0: the sheets. Oh, she was so nasty. And anyway. by the
1: way, uh, John Lennon, didn't your mother ever tell you there in Liverpool that you gotta change your underwear? I mean, no, it was really nasty. They're,
0: they're both gross. So, um, it turns out, uh, uh Curtis. All the nice things you say about me, and, and my God, what I do for you, you're going to speak Saturday at my major event at the Fifth Avenue Hold Saturday on a second. I, I almost had to run in here like Arthur McCanty Why? Sr. You and Noam going back
1: and forth, the greatest boxing referee of all time, <laughs> all the great heavyweight battles with Muhammad Ali. I had to be like Arthur McCanty Sr., who is from Long Island, separating you two. I thought it was going to be like, oh, my God, this was going to be like Haganah versus Irgun, where the Jews ben. were
0: at war. Very good reference. Yes, well, I'm trying to make the point to know that even though my heart breaks for these hostages, and I'm the guy that has now sat with Rachel Goldberg twice. Yes, great interview. Thank you. Thank you. My heart breaks, but we cannot... We cannot do this. We are playing right into Hamas's hands. You see,
1: that's the battle that takes place in Israel
0: and here in America between Jews. There's no battle. B.B. knows what he has to do. It's the media. It's the White House. No, but he like has no... Know. B.B. knows what he has May to I, do. May I
1: disagree with you? He's got to do one thing. Yeah. Bomb Iran and take out that oh, nuclear no, weapons that's reactor. A, that's a whole other because story.
0: Because the, the clock is ticking on him. I agree. And it would be nice if the United States helped him. Oh, they're not... I know they're not, but it turns out that with uh, me having you speak on Saturday night, me saying just moments ago you they, belong in the they, Radio Hall of Fame... They're going to let me speak? They're some gonna of let those speak? same
1: people who in the campaign against <laughs> Eric Adams called me an anti semite while he was a Farrakhan lover? I, do I get to... Do I get to... I
0: fornicate and mad dog some of these people? You do. I, I don't think Eric is going to be there, but you can do whatever you no, want. No, 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 not Eric. No, okay. Some of your piece. I understand. So that would be very nice. Here they're spending all this money to help honor me. You're going to kill him. but you are going to speak somewhere in between Dove Heiken, Lizzie Savetsky and the rest of them. Oh, I, I'll, I'll be on. I'll be talking at two o'clock in the morning at that rate.
1: <laughs> Jews don't know when to stop no, talking. We'll, we'll make we'll make it. Yentes,
0: fake. Yentes, Hey, it's time. Hey, the shaman. <laughs> Bring the shaman in from from the Apollo Theater. Pull them off. <laughs> But with all that said, I find out you're cheating on me. What do I mean by that? Well, it turns out you've got this uh, love affair with my friend Sean Hannity. You're on Sean's show all the time. I know why Sean wants you. You are New York. There's no better New York guest. I'll include myself. There's no better New York guest than Curtis Sliwa. And when it comes to illegals and migrants, no one has been more right from day one than Curtis Sliwa. So you're on his show all the time. And last night, he took some video, Sean Hannity and Fox News, of, I guess, some type of scrum in Times Square. What happened out what there? What are you, a real Brit? Scrum? <laughs> yes. What, next are going to be talking what? about? fake, for me, fraudulent for KC football, right? Don't forget, my daughter goes to college in Europe. But, but what happened last night with you in Times Square? All right. Did, did you pre- kill anybody last night? Almost. 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 All right. Uh, we're patrolling Times Square now because the Venezuelan
1: gangbangers rule. They control the deuce. Can you imagine this? We put them up in all these hotels, $500 a night, culturally appropriate food, iPhone, cell phones, health insurance, moped, right? Mopeds and motorbikes with no licenses, no registration, and they're rolling up and down the streets. We, we rule the night. In Spanish, they're saying, we rule the night. Well, I said, where are the cops? And my guys, some of them who speak Spanish, you know them. And they say, man, these guys are flexing. They're going in and out of these stores, and they're shoplifting like they got it. You know, they've learned the American way. And Alvin Braggland in Manhattan, you can walk in, walk out with a whole bag of stuff, and no
0: com- consequence. So I say. Well, no, there's one minor consequence. All of a sudden, this uh, feckless governor, who I hate. In fact, I dislike her more than Cuomo. I hate to say it, but I do. She's out there criticizing Alvin Bragg on Fox News Now, correct me if I'm wrong, she's the only person, the only person with the authority to fire him. Yes, and she can fire Eric Adams' swagger man with no plans. She can fire the mayor. She can fire both of them. And what does she do? Nothing, because she's full of shizzle. Full of it.